When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. Alright, now we are back with another club update, this time talking all things Liverpool with good friend and uh, part starter of this podcast from the very beginning, uh, Gags Tandon, who you may know from EPL Index and Anfield Index. Very pleased to have you back on the show. Uh, we'll dive right into it, talking about Liverpool, the most recent match, not super recent, but most recent, uh, against Watford. Liverpool showed up, scored loads of goals again, best attack in the Premier League right now. What were your thoughts on that match? Can I just say you nail the intro every time, like, you know, the, <laughs> the EBL roundtable, like, you know, bloody hell. You I think I say that. it in my sleep. <laughs> I remember the first time you ever did it and you were like, oh, can I do it again, please? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, had to go, had to go off there because uh, I just have to tease you, mate. You can't, you, you, you know, you're just human as well. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, he does nail it now every time, people. But yeah, um, the Watford game, what a game uh, in the past. If you listen to the Anfield Index podcast, I don't think there's a lot of people that have said this this week. But in the past, Liverpool would pass up on those uh, opportunities to go top um, when everybody else has failed on that weekend or dropped points. And those opportunities, we'd, we'd rue. The fan base would be like, damn it, man. And it would be a weekly occurrence or maybe a couple of times a year where you'd think, maybe even every week sometimes you'd think, shit, if we'd won there, we'd be in that position and we'd only be two points off top. And, this. and uh, for once, there seems to be a ruthless streak um, developing in the side where they don't take that foot off the you know the gas and they really do try and ram home. And I think the Watford game was one of those games where we showed that and we start slowly and we seem to start slowly every game and then all of a sudden just go boom. And um, in the last two games, I think we, we spoke about this on the Under Pressure podcast on the AI channel, on the Anfield Index channel, that... Um, we press more. We press more in the first 10, 15 minutes. So we're happy to not have the ball and just frighten those teams in terms of off-ball work. And they, they look at it and they go, what the hell? And then we seem to score pretty much immediately after that that little period. So it's been um, really, really interesting to look at those numbers and those stats and just look at how we've been playing. So, yeah. It's uh, that game in itself, Watford. I just think, I mean, I don't know if you watched it or not, Kev, but yeah. we just, in the end, once we settled, we just blew them away. And that team hadn't been what, a goal for how many hours? I don't uh, know. Well, it was three straight, but they weren't uh, particularly tough fixtures. So I, I thought that that statistic was a little overblown, where they were like, yeah. Watford have been so good defensively. I forget who it was, but it, I think they were all in the bottom five of attacks in the Premier League. So and also, <laughs> it wasn't surprised that Liverpool they, overturned them. 
yeah, the commentators are like, oh, they're doing so well, and they're, 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 and this and that, and then all of a sudden we had like three clear cut chances that we should have scored: <laughs> with Lucas, uh, Coutinho, and Firmino. And you're like, hmm. yeah, they're gonna get hammered <laughs> because because <laughs> these, you know, it wasn't one, it wasn't two, it was three. So we're gonna keep going, and then they just they happen, and we seem to score some harder chances like the the Mane one and stuff. And hmm. yeah, after that, it was they didn't look back in the front four, Kev, this season. I I think I can speak for almost everyone when I say that no one truly predicted the impact that Sadio Mane would have on this attack. Nobody. Nobody at all. And the only game he didn't start was Burnley. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And we lost. That'll do it. (laughs) There you go. So, you know, the worry now is for a lot of Liverpool fans. Yeah, it's January. But, you know, I I think... I think we are. If we're playing. aware of it, they have to be aware of it. <laughs> of course. And I just, I, I don't think um, in January he's gone for like a month or so. But we have a player there called Daniel Sturridge on the bench, who he just can't get in the team. But and he started really as can't... a winger, to be fair. Yeah, and I just think that even Firmino, you know, even moving out wide or whatever, he's been fine. I just think they're clicking. They know their roles. I just I don't think that it's going to be too. I, I hope, fingers crossed, it's not going to be too much of a tr- trouble. But you never know. You never know. We might just get somebody in. There are loads and loads of rumors that we might be trying to, um, you know, get get a, a forward in. But who knows whether they're true or not? But yeah, so so looking forward, it would be January that people worry about. But but it's not just Mane though. You know, I mean, I know true. you're saying Mane's been the X factor and he's the new bit. Well, well his the- pace is is what added the dimension to this attack. Listen. Firmino and and uh, Coutinho were always going to be very good this season. Uh, we I don't think many of us expected Firmino would be your main quote unquote striker and playing this no. kind of meshed front line that offsets. But did you expect Lalana in midfield to do as well as no. he's doing? Certainly, certainly not. Do you get what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. not just yeah, Mane. There's so many little factors that and like Milner and everyone fits in. Everybody fits in their role. Like Wijnaldum, I thought it was a, a mistake to buy him as a central midfielder. But obviously he's done fairly well there, although he's been in and out of the team a bit. Yeah, Milner at left back, uh, very surprising. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that's super sustainable though. No, but like of this eleven, that and the centre backs are my question. Of course, and that's going to be the question for all season. I think I don't think that's that's um, that's a, a a fair thing to say about the centre backs. Uh, but you look at Wijnaldum. He only got dropped. He played every single game. He started every Premier League game until he picked up that knock for the Netherlands. Right. And at that point, Emre Jan got fit and came in, and he's been and he looked where absolutely he phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, and he scored two, 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 two <laughs> games in a row, and he hasn't scored for like a year and a half. Yeah. And then he scores in two in a row, and both of them attacking from deep, as in running into the box. So. There's something different, and it's the system or the way they're playing, and something seems to have clicked, Kev. Honestly, mm. something seems to have clicked. Now, we'll find out whether it's the Mane deal or not. I mean, we just don't know. It's good. You've, got to, you've got to play like three, four games without him to see whether it's just Mane. But he's been phenomenal. To whatever we say, he's been an absolutely brilliant buy for us, uh, mm. Sadio Mane. There's as, as a neutral... That. The thing mm. that I think has changed the most, aside from the fact that Mane's pace just opens up a whole dimension because it makes people stay out wide as opposed to last year where sometimes you had Firmino and Coutinho on the wings and you always knew they were cutting in. It's a pretty big problem for Tottenham right now as well. Having Mane to keep them honest over there I think is a huge help. But I think 
<laughs> again, as a neutral, that Coutinho is now playing as well as all Liverpool fans thought he was always playing. The, the yeah. way that Coutinho was revered, even when he wasn't playing well, is now appropriate. He's starting to add consistency to his game, which was basically the only thing keeping him out of that like top tier of players. I, I don't know which Liverpool fans you've been speaking to, but obviously we've we've always said that he needed to add consistency on Apple. So oh no, everybody <laughs> everybody knew he needed consistency, but everybody was yeah. saying he was already great without it, which a lot of neutrals found frustrating. Like, yeah, I there were think, times I where think, it was like Coutinho versus Eriksson, and Eriksson was ahead for a while, and certainly is not ahead now. He had. He has basically. There was no doubt about his talent, but there was oh, doubt certainly. about sustained talent. You know, yeah. like as in every game. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. I think he was. I think people would always say he's brilliant. He's an amazing player. But a lot of us would say, does he do it week in week out? He does it for the big games. Hmm. Can he do it? You know, the, the smaller games, or whatever. But this season, I had a little bit of a moan about him after Burnley because he was just <laughs> making some stupid decisions. But after that, my goodness, has he? turned it on yeah, the last three incredible. four games I think he's one man of the match in every single game yeah and <laughs> and, and uh, while we're heaping praise on players Firmino playing quote unquote out of position had been doing everything for the team but wasn't getting any of the glory himself and I thought that was maybe the headline of this Watford match is he had been spreading defenses out so much by dragging center backs away opening up loads of space on either flank that for him to really start getting involved the last thing the rest of the league wanted was for him to realize how effective he could be in this new role uh, yeah. for himself. And now he was with the goal and two assists. And the two assists were great. Probably should have had a third. Could have had a fourth. Just... He, scored, he, he scored five, I think, already, hasn't he? So he's doing okay in the league. I mean, it's not too bad. It's like nearly one in every two or just just over that. But haven't they but... come in clumps? Like, uh, I, I could be wrong there. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, say that, say, say that again. Way. I feel like they came in clumps. Like, it isn't like he had one in five straight oh, matches. Right. Like, no, like no, he had I... two assists in this one. Stuff like that. Yeah, he's he scored five, but he's assisted plenty. I think he's basically number one in a lot of the striker stats in the league. Um, I think one of the things is Firmino is underrated because he's the number one presser in the in the side in terms of our stats. He's always averaging around 29 presses a game which is high, really high, you know, and um, very high efficient as well, very efficient in pressing, meaning that he's always forcing the team back or winning the ball. Um, in this game, though, he only did, he only had 16 presses, so he was, he was almost half of what he normally does. Mm. However, he ran the most, he ran like nearly 13k uh, in the game, which is, which is Harry Kane level running, you know, because Harry Kane it runs the most for a striker in the league. He's he's the number one, like as in workhorse type mm. player. He just runs and runs and runs, and that's why it's hard to track him when he's on form. Firmino did that in this game. So when you just talked about how he opened spaces, he wasn't pressing. He was just running, making space yeah. all the time. So that's how it fits in with the numbers and the stats. That those those exactly state. You know that's what he was doing. So uh, he scored. He got two assists. I don't think we can really ask for much more. He was holding the ball up. He was flicking headers on. It was like, whoa, where's this centre forward come from? <laughs> supposed to be number ten, man. But this is the beauty of Klopp. I think he's just got them all knowing what their role is, and um, you have to tip the hat to the manager. You know, he's totally changed everything from where we were, um, Kev, this time last year. You know. Just just had the new manager in struggling because the squad didn't know what the hell they're doing. And um, 
you know, last year, we were running so much, we were pressing so much under Klopp, we were hitting, you know, against Spurs, we hit 221 presses a game, which is really high. Mm. And now we're blasting teams 6-1, 5-1, 4-2, and just hitting 130, 140 presses. It's like, all of a sudden, it's streamlined, they're pressing at the right time, they know when to stop, they know when to start, you know? And it's just like, it's just so clever. I mean, I'd love for someone to start a pressing index for Spurs because it would be so interesting to see how different it is to what Spurs do or how similar it is because I think those two are the main two sides that go for the press. Oh, didn't you hear? Pochettino only learned to press by watching Celtic play Manchester City. (laughs) (laughs) When we we played Manchester City and we beat them by pressing them a lot, he was legitimately asking the post-match presser if he decided to press them after seeing Celtic draw with them midweek in the Champions League because they were pressing. It was like, have Are you... Are you serious? Yeah, genuinely. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then after that's... after the uh, North London derby, he was asked again if he decided to play three at the back because of how effective Chelsea have been with it. And he just straight up said, last time he like hedged and wasn't a douche about it. This time he was just like, oh, yeah, uh, I didn't know Chelsea invented three at the back. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. Oh, the press anyway, is, uh, have lost yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, but we're talking about how incredible the attack is, how there are still many question marks at the back. This is very similar to 2013. Best attack in the league, barely a top 10 defense. How similar do you feel this season is to that one? Um, it's totally different. I, I think it's totally different. I don't, I don't think we, I think we started well, but then we had a bit of a patch in, um, in October and November, I think, which we weren't very good. But I, I we relied, we relied on a couple of players. I thought we were, we were okay without Suarez, but when Suarez came into the team, him and Sturridge were just unbelievable. And they, yeah, there were other players in the team that's you know got got penalties like Gerrard and Hendo got a couple there. Coutinho was doing well. Sterling scored towards the second half of the season, and all that it was good. But I, I don't think it was as um, I don't know what to say. I don't think it was as fluid as this. I don't think mm-hmm. I've seen anything like this for a long time. Uh, at Liverpool, so I just many think of the goals so you score have been beautiful. Loads yeah, exactly. Away, like, not, there's, there's no shit goals, is there? It's just like shit. What the hell? He's got another good one. <laughs> and another good one. And another. Yeah, they're just really nice, and it's it's different to see because I don't think we've we expected that either this season. A lot of people came into this season with a negative mindset, so to come out and see, wow, they're top in November 
we don't know what's going to happen for the end of the season. I don't want to make any predictions, by the way, because you just don't know. But I want to enjoy this two weeks where we're sitting on top because it's just it's just the way it is, you know. But the one thing is, I think it is sustainable. I do think it's sustainable. They are playing in a in a system. That's the word, the system. And, and I just hope that we can keep people fit. That will be the next thing. But the bench looks good. Having um, Divock Origi, Wijnaldum, uh, Sturridge on there for your attack, it's it's not bad. Not a bad three options, you know. <laughs> there's a little, there's a young Ojo coming through who, who hopefully will be fit soon. But he was impressive towards the end of last season. So maybe because he was explosive and adding something down the side. So maybe he comes into the team when Mane's gone. But I think I think Gini Wijnaldum might be the guy that comes in or, or even Studge. Who knows? But, it, well, even uh, Origi could do it. So there's so many options, like. And I just think I just think it's a really good time to be a Liverpool fan. The comparisons to 13-14, we don't have one star who'll go and score four goals in a game against Norwich from fucking every angle that's possible. You know, from the halfway line, and then from from <laughs> the other corner, and then the other corner, and then with his head, we don't have that. We have like three or four or five players. We've had ten goal scorers now this season. You know, yeah. it's shared around the team. So, and I think it was shared around the team in that year too. Don't don't get me wrong, but it just feels different. Mm. Well, Sturridge and Suarez both finished with twenty plus. Exactly. I do, don't do think you we'll think get... anyone scores twenty plus this season? Well, we're 11 in, and they've all got like 6, 6, 5, 5, right? Mm. So that's a quarter of the way through. We might have four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be the first time ever because the year Imagine that... if it did happen, though. Imagine because if it, if, it, if it continues as it is, okay, I reckon maybe two with 15 and maybe 19, 19. But it's still, you look at the, the, the spread of goals then between your, your attack. It's still like 70, 80 goals, right? Yeah, I, I, do. Do you think you'll catch that hundred goal mark? They're on. They're on target for it, and they've played some big teams already, Kev. True. So why not? You know, we've played all. We have had the hardest. I personally think we've had the hardest fixture list. We've played. You know, we've played Arsenal away, Spurs away, Chelsea away. Mm. So those yeah. are three of the hardest away games you're going to get, really. True. And we've walked away with seven points from them. So. <laughs> It's it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. So if you look at it like that, they've got to all come to us and play at our end now. True. And and and, and looks like Anfield's turning into a bit of fortress. I don't know if we're, yeah. You know, the atmosphere since. even from just the telecasts feels different. It's that there's there's a buzz around that new stadium. There really is. It it, it did perk them up. But then it's easy to support your team when they're winning and they're doing well. It always is. And I think. I think supporters, I think everybody says, oh, it's a library, this and that. But if your team's playing shit and losing to people like Crystal Palace at home, no disrespect, and West Ham at home, sorry, Sean. But basically, this is, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be upbeat. You're going to come into the stadium with a, with a negative mindset. But if you're coming into the stadium, top of the league, you're going to be bouncing, you're going to be buzzing. The, the, you know, the mindset of a fan, Nobody actually ever thinks about it like that. Mm. And I think the, the more successful you are, the more rowdy your fan base in the stadium is going to be, the worse you're doing, the quieter they're going to be at any... Like, they'll be loud at the start of a game, but as soon as anything goes wrong, heads drop in the stands as well. You know? So I think Klopp is the one who's bringing that change. 
doubters to believers. You know, everybody, not only fans, players too. So it's working. It seems to be. I haven't, you know, I've, when I went the first game of the season, it was the cop was unbelievably loud. I've sat in the main stand. It was with my daughters, really, really loud. So, and I remember the main stand last year, and no one sang. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a change, man. Big change, but I do think it's better than thirteen fourteen to answer your question. Mm, fair I, enough. Yes. Um, we mentioned the defense there a couple of times already. Mamadou Sako out in the cold. Lovren. Mm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I think about him because every Liverpool fan seems to have a differing opinion. But clearly, that's that's where the concern would be. Although I think Matip has done fairly well since coming over. What, what's what's happening with Sako? Is he going to find his way back into this team or will you have to look elsewhere for a replacement? Yep, I think he's done. That, that's it. Mamadou Sako has played his last game in the first team for Liverpool, I feel. And it's a shame because I really love him. I think he's really good. I think as a human being, he's really good. But I think he's just made a couple of mistakes here and there that um, this manager has decided. You know, Jurgen Klopp's decided that you're the one I'm going to prove a point on and uh, be ruthless and fair play to him. I think he's he's he missed some sessions in, in the US and not only training, but team dues and his own uh, rehab. He missed all those sessions in a row three times. And the manager said, you know, that's disrespect to me. That's disrespect to the players. And I think there's a, there must be something underlying also from the drug stuff that happened. You know, even though he was cleared, he was taking a substance that um, um, was fine. But the, the, I think the club and the and the manager has said to all the players that anything you're going to take, you must clear it with the club first. And I think a little bit of lack of trust because they didn't know anything about it. So you know, all those factors going in together. And then he had a rant on Snapchat the other week, um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that he doesn't know what he's doing wrong and uh, it's all lies or something. I don't know what he was saying, to be honest, but there was something in there. But uh, you don't do that. That's not professional, you know? So, yeah, I think the, I think that's done. I think that's done. I, I, I do really think he's going to have to find another club. It's a shame because I think him and Matip would look good together. But um, you've made some mistakes and the manager's going to have to make the decision and Right now, I don't think anyone's going to doubt anything that Klopp does. And if he's proving to be, you know, to show disrespect to his uh, teammates and the manager, then unfortunately, the team comes first. Um, Kev, I think mm. you'd agree the team would have to come first. And Certainly. and they're doing so much so well without him in terms of top of the table. How can you complain? So he must be kicking himself right now because imagine how good, our, how, you know, our goal difference could have been much better with him in the team. So... Yeah. Uh, that would be the only difference. We'd hopefully concede less, <laughs> maybe score more because he's 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 a threat at corners. But so is Dejan, to be fair. But yeah, I I I think that's it with him. I think what you said about Matip is right. He's um, the importance of Matip is good in the air. People we've noticed in and when we analyze the games on that under pressure pod we have is that sometimes we notice uh, clubs don't go anywhere near Matip because of his height and stuff, and they don't just deal with him at all. So any mishit pass that goes near him, he's got an easy chance of bringing it down and starting the play again. They don't actually just want to... Because his heading ability is good, so a lot of them don't even go against him. It's it's crazy. It's dead weird sometimes. <laughs> but um, he's really good on the, bo- on, on the ball as well. So he goes forward. He can try and... Um, he's been in the you know opposition box at times sometimes uh, with just, um, just, just with one-twos and stuff. So he can link up. He can play. So that's one of the good things because that's something we lack from the back. Uh, from a centre-back especially, because Dejan's um, more of a hoof-type, boot-it-out-of-play player. So, yeah, I think that's the weak link. 
there's a lot of doubts about Karius as well at the moment, but I think it's too... Really? too yeah, oh are, god. Are the, the people with the doubts about Karius supporters of the same club that had Mignolet in goal for, what, three years? Yeah, it's weird. It's that hmm. weird and they're like, let's have Mignolet back. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> How about no? <laughs> no, 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 Certainly no. Give not. him three years and then see what happens. I well, mean, this what week... was that stat at the beginning of the season that Mignolet let in five of the first six shots he saw? <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. How about how about we stick with Karius then for a little bit, huh? I think Karius did something similar. <laughs> oh, did he? Well, I, he did deserve a clean sheet in that Watford match. Thing, if there's the any thing. negative about a 6-1 win, it it's that you conceded, yeah. But the thing is with Karius, those goals that he did concede probably had not you couldn't do much about, you know. As in, we were just we made defensive errors for them. So, and that's the that's the problem with Liverpool. We are shooting ourselves in the foot by making these errors. It's very rare for us to be, you know, totally outplayed at the back in open play. You know, totally, it's either someone's dueling or someone's fallen over or someone's passed it to bloody, you know, whatever MacArthur it was to head it in. You know, some stupid stuff going on. There's always something stupid going on. So, um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. It's an interesting one. I, I, are there I, any I, names that, that are no, kind of topping the list for centre-back? No, no, nothing. Nothing at all. It's really quiet. I think he's happy. I mean, he played Lucas this week because Lovren was sick. Didn't even play Clavin. So he played, played Lucas this week and... Um, you know, <laughs> we won six one, and he didn't. He wasn't really troubled much. So, and we expected us to be really troubled because these guys beat us three 0 last year away from home, and they really stuck it to us, and they really bullied us at the back. But um, Matip and Klein really, really did a number on Dini and Digado at times, mm. as in pushed them about and said, "Nah, nah, boys, you're not, you're not getting past this time, and you're not bullying us this time." Because I think Dini did say before the game, "We're going to go and batter him and bully him and all this." So, uh oh, sorry, mate. You know, <laughs> bad <Yeah>. luck there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So those are the things where we always str- struggled, you know, with these stronger players, and hopefully we're a bit stronger now. Kleine's been steady, really doing well. Milner or Moreno, whoever plays, has played really well. So, um, God. It's it's a I mean we haven't even talked about the midfield Henderson settling in in that deeper role Emre Jean best passing statistics in the Premier League Jordan yeah Henderson. madness I mean Emre Jean as we said settling in really well he was in the last two games he's been pressing like a maniac Lalana's like phew, changed his game on ball and off ball he used to be inefficient off the ball he would do too many turns on it all gone now he's creating every game or scoring and the pressing's really efficient and oh. Just, just weird. Like, <laughs> how can you turn these things around so much? All I can say is I hope that it continues yeah. for another what twenty-seven games. Fucking hell! Yeah, oh, long, only eleven. Long, long, long way to go, mate. <laughs> you could be excited as much as you want, but so the story is just you know a quarter of the way through yet. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know you said you aren't going to make any predictions, so I won't say are you going to win the title. I'll phrase it as: Will you be title challengers? In, in the yes. way that for the majority of months of this season, will you be battling for that top spot? I, I think we've got, I think we should be. I think we should be for sure. We should be. We've got no Europe um, in play. If we add a couple of players in the uh, January transfer window, I think we could. We could just change the whole way. And um, I really do, I really do think that um, he's building something here. So top four, I think, is a cert, you know, from from the way we're playing. Mm. I really do. I think the other teams are all going to... I think apart from United, most of them will qualify, right, to go into Europe 
for the next stages. So I, I just think that um, Ooh, there's... Ooh, Tottenham doing their best to not. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I, think they will, I think they will in the end. I think they will in the end. I think end, we'll but... sneak through in second. But... Yeah, exactly. So I think you'll sneak through. And then and then there's that pressure in the in the final stages. If you do get further, it gets it, you want to you want to go further. You know, you you want to make sure you go as far as possible in that competition. So you, you kind of rest players sometimes for the, for the league games like we did. So... Yeah, I hope they all go through and um, we get a chance. We really do. So things have to go your way, you know. I think things have to go your way, injuries and everything. But the way it looks right now, Kev, we we should be challenging. I don't know whether we'll win it, but we should be challenging. And I think top four looks really good, really, really good chances. I think I think the defense does have to improve for you to win the title. But I do think you'll be challenging pretty much throughout the rest of this season. All right, that will do it uh, for us. So why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? You can find me on at Gagstanden on Twitter or at Anfield Index or even you can find me at EPL Index. So you can find me <laughs> in all those places. And um, please do check out if you haven't ever heard of the Anfield Index podcast channel. I don't know how it. you haven't. <laughs> yes, please do go check it out. There are around like 50 shows. And the, the beauty of it is you'll find this podcast also on the app mm-hmm. as well. So the EPL Roundtable also is in the non-LFC section as are comic pods and movie pods and baseball and uh, plenty and wrestling. Loads and loads of other non-Liverpool uh, content. So it's not just for... Yeah, I saw uh, a baseball Reds. one recently. Yeah, yeah. The seventh inning stretch, which is mm-hmm. really good. Um, you, you, Justin from New York and uh, Mando from California from LA run that one so um, yeah do check it out awesome well thanks so much for joining us guys it was definitely a pleasure and uh, best of luck fixing that back line thank you very much Kevin good luck uh, to you but not too much so uh, just stay <laughs> below us please <laughs> we'll uh, probably do our best in that there's the dark horses there's the dark <laughs> Undefeated, Kev. Oh my gosh, I can't even. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll speak soon. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.